Good evening, Matt Awkward. How's it go? My wow, you were just hidden. I was hidden. Oh my goodness. I was hiding. What a <laughs> what a clever tie-in to today's movie, <laughs> The Hidden. Yes. Uh oh my god. I love this movie. I, I love have, this movie as well too. I have loved this movie for a long time. It is Choice eighties nonsense. I uh, I did not have a copy of this, and my buddy uh, Eddie Jimenez Jr. was just selling nice. uh, some tapes in the Video Vagrants Facebook group the other day, and sold me the hidden for a great price. Nice. And uh, did you get the I, hidden too? That's why I suggested it. I have the hidden too. I have not Excellent. watched it. I've heard I, it's terrible. I've heard terrible things. I've I know I've I know I've seen it, but I can't fucking remember anything about it, which is probably a bad sign. Well, I I had the um they put out a hidden two tape set. A while uh, ago, on like Anchor Bay, I think put that out. Yeah, I've got the the two the two. And DVD I traded I traded that away for a while ago because I was like, I just want the original release. I just need one tape anyway, and I'll find another one. And then that was years and years and yeah, years yeah. ago. So I just got myself a nice copy of uh, the Hidden, thanks to Eddie, and uh, that Very inspired excellent. me to re- uh, suggest yeah, yeah. this for this. I mean, it's no Lamageddon, but it's fun. <laughs> it's true. This movie is is like is solid. It's funny. This movie is so much like Lethal Weapon in so many ways. It feels like Lethal Weapon, which is odd because... I've never seen that, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> uh, that movie is incredible, and uh, and also the lead actor in this turned down Lethal Weapon. I did read that. Which is Oh, I rough. bet he's kicking himself. Ugh. He didn't even get to come back for Hidden 2. Wow, that's rough. I mean... Th- I also heard that he was rough to work with, too. Oh, well, that might be part of it, too. I mean, he's no Kyle McLaughlin, for God's sake. No. That guy must be amazing. Yeah. I can only assume that that guy's a prince among men. Yeah. He seems he seems like a delight. But and he's always working. He's Yeah, he's always working, too. Like, people want to hire him, so yep. it seems like he's he's a delight. Um, I heard Michael Norrie was the opposite. Yeah, that's too bad. Not taking direction, button heads all the time. I mean, that's his character in this, though. He's, he was a method actor. He, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. he was totally deep in character for this movie. He's like, hey, we need you on set. And he's like, I'm in the middle of a case. What do you want me to do? Just drop everything right now? <laughs> yeah. I, that, there's something about his character that seems too too far over. Like, he's too far rejecting his hero's journey mm-hmm. in this. But, uh, but I still like him. Um there's very few things about this movie I don't like. There's a few things near the end I feel it falls apart a little bit. And we'll get to that when we get to that. But it's yeah, like there's a, there's a I couple can't, things. I can't, I can't honestly give this the perfect movie seal. No, like to give no. Because there either. is a couple things that I was like, what? And then another thing happens and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I... And then I'm I like, mean, the, okay, that's okay. just weird. <laughs> the dog. I mean, of course. The dog is perfect. The dog I, is... The dog is perfect save for the fact that it doesn't talk. <laughs> the dog does do the little <laughs> stick out its tongue tell though, which is great. <laughs> okay, so here's how we fix this movie to okay. be a hundred percent. It's a ninety-eight, a hundred percent. The dog becomes like a person, steals a Ferrari, <gasps> and starts shooting a shotgun out the back at them. Dream. That's that's yeah. what would improve this movie. Nah, I mean, shit, I wasn't even gonna ask for that much. But I think that's I think that's how you do it. You're a greedy kid at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want it all. I, <laughs> I want I want the shotgun dog in the stolen Ferrari. I just want the dog to go to a strip club and they're like, no dogs allowed. And he's like, and then the dog just goes, well, this body ain't gonna work. <laughs> and that's all he says. <laughs> then goes and finds himself something new. <laughs> That that actually sounds like it would be on brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You want to start talking about this this masterpiece? Sure. All right. 
So um, the movie starts out with the uh, security footage of a bank robbery. And uh, a nice stylistic title card. Yeah, Looks it's cool. It's cool. I it's weird the way that the uh, when the title card comes over, it it feels like this movie feels to me like literally the best um, like made for TV action movie ever made. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's got this weird, uh, like I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but it's like it's got an '80s TV feel to it more than it has like an '80s movie feel. I can see that. Um, but it's. It's awesome. Um, so we see the guy shotgun a bunch of people and then take off. He's he's murdered a whole bunch of people pretty much for no reason and grabs a bag of cash that was on the floor because that's how banks work, you know, whatever. And then he runs out the door. And then we switch to full color after he shoots the, the camera. Yep. And uh, so he hops into his Ferrari, which is awesome. This, I mean, Ferrari paid for this movie somehow. No, they, they, they paid for it. He actually didn't, uh, the producers were trying to talk the director out of that. So he's no like, shit. This guy loves Ferraris. <laughs> like, he needs, and they're like, how about Corvettes? Corvettes are cheaper. And he's like, no, it's gotta be a Ferrari. And it does, it sticks out. You know it what I mean? It does, absolutely. And it's especially when they trash it. Like, this isn't like a, a I mean, even a Ferrari from this time period now, it wouldn't be like a worthless no. antique. It'd be like a priceless collectible. Yeah, like, yeah. Like now they're, they're smashing a brand new $200,000 Ferrari. Yeah. It's pretty rough. But, uh, yeah. They do it. But they do it. <laughs> and so this guy leads the cops on a big chase. Uh, so, yeah, this movie just doesn't... That's one thing about this movie. It doesn't waste any time. No, no, it no, It sets no. it up. There's a bank. You know, you don't see the guy go to the bank. You don't see him go to the no. vault. I, I assume he's coming from the vault. Like, he already grabbed the money. Right, You yes. know what I mean? So it's just like, we don't waste any of the time with the, stick him up, where's the vault, follow me here. You know what I mean? Right. Any of that kind of... It's just like, boop, got the money, here's a car chase first five minutes of the movie here's here's one of my one of my only problems with this movie and it's not really a problem it's just i have a hard time understanding what the fuck he wants money for i i, I also have some problems with that we'll get it's to like that. money should not mean shit to him he never spends it he just robs places yeah true. like it's like michelle was like oh no he's he's going to get food or whatever and it's like he just he just walks in shoots food, somebody and eats grabs it, it and then leaves <laughs> yeah you know, he eats his meal and then walks out the door and chases after a well, Ferrari. Especially when you see a Ferrari. <laughs> the only time we see him eat. Yep. So, I don't know. I think... I think that's just because that's the style of this alien. He's just all about fast, fast, excessive living. Yeah. I want fast cars. I want lots of money. I want lots of food. I want girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? The girls I have another problem with. We'll get there. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want metal. He loves metal. You know what I mean? That's, he that's, loves that's metal. what's funny about this that. alien. It's just like, yeah, I love Ferraris and metal <laughs> and killing people. And that's my whole freaking character yeah. uh, setup. It's pretty great. I mean, I love that about him. He's uh, like he's constantly listening to metal everywhere he is. We see him in his big first car chase, and he's listening to metal and cuts back and forth. That was weird. So okay, this is this is an interesting part of this that I didn't, I I thought was a weird choice, and it sets a an interesting tone. Any other movie in the world would have just kind of like it would have been when you're in his car, mm-hmm. music's high. And then it kind of fades down and you still hear it. So there's continuity for the music. Yep. In this, it stops dead. It stops on a dime when you leave the car. So <laughs> just like you're listening to his stereo. Yep. And then every time it's dead silence. It's just dead silence when any other car is there. <laughs> it's just a very strange choice. That, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was cool. Yep. It definitely, I noticed it and it stuck out and it was different, but it was like, huh. I wonder what the thought process was for that. 
but I don't know. But yeah, so that's the beginning of the movie. Giant car chase. Cops can't stop him. He wrecks a bunch of cop yeah. cars. They ram him. He rams some other people off the road. Eventually, he gets into a roadblock that he can't get out of, and they shoot him all up, uh, Devil's Reject style. He crashes on the side of the road and gets out oh, and does this badass smile to the yeah. cops real quick, and then they blow up his Ferrari. Yes. But the other thing that's interesting about this, so it gets really trauma really fast. Because in the middle of this car chase, he drives through oh, the park. Yeah, that's right. And then there's the nurse wheeling someone in a wheelchair. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, shit. And she leaves the old man in the wheelchair. <laughs> and then our alien just fucking runs him over. I completely forgot flies, my Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> he flies through the air. And, uh, I mean, she might not even be an RN. She might just be yeah. a, like <laughs> a hospice worker. Um, who knows? But either way. Or a body snatcher. Or she could have been, a, she could have been abducting. Him, yeah <laughs> for all we know um but yeah there's that and then there's this scene with the cops that is amazing so when they cut to the cops aside from the fact that they don't have the the music going mm-hmm. it's like dead silent and the cops are just blank yeah. i don't know if it's to show that these two particular cops the ones that actually get there on time are so ice cold they're just like th- their faces look like they're like waiting for a sandwich at a deli <laughs> they're like completely like emotionless and they're like screeching around corners while like their faces are completely blank i love it yeah i don't know it's just a it's another funny 80s thing and they're both wearing like cool sunglasses of course they're cool dudes they're cool dudes (laughs) okay and then so they the cops summarily execute this guy oh yeah i mean they're la cops of course they do they're like hey you crashed a car we have to shoot you a bunch of times Mm -hmm. And so they do. They just, like, load him full of bullets, but not enough to kill him. Yep. I, I kind of found it funny when he gets out of the car after they after they riddle him with bullets and he gets out of the car. And then he gives that little, huh, he does that little smile. And then they shoot three times, but none of them hit him. They all hit the car, and it blows up. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like okay. those cops got, like... Are all those cops that bad of shots? He had like three cops fired three shots and all had like tons of time to get their gun on him. None of them hit him. I mean, if it had been our super cop, that yeah. would have been different because when he shows up, he's like the first guy at the barricade. Like there's the there's the roadblock. He shows up and he's like, all right, everybody back off. Hand me my shotgun. You know, some guy's like, oh, we got to give it to the professional. He hands him the shotgun. He's like, all right. And then like bears down and he's like, this guy's like 400 yards away and I've got a shotgun. I'm going to take him out with one shot. <laughs> and so he, it's like, you think from the way that they're setting it up, this guy's going to fucking take him out with one shot. It's going to be a one shot. Thing's going to flip, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, ha, he shoots it. It goes into the car and the car just keeps going. And you're like, Oh, okay, so that's not the way they're going with this, and it keeps going, and then everybody unloads on it, and you're like, okay, now it's going to blow up. No, it doesn't, just keeps going. (laughs) So everything about this movie is like that kind of over-the-top 80s nonsense, where it's like, it sets up some expectations, and then kind of... It's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto car, no matter where you hit it, if you just hit it enough, it's going to explode. Exactly. (laughs) Of course it's going to explode eventually. I shot the door like 50 times, whole car explodes. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. Uh, Okay. Oh, fuck. And speaking, you know, if this movie had been made 20 years later, it would have, like, exactly like this. You would have thought that it was being a really clever reflection on action movies. Mm -hmm. But it's literally right in the middle of it. This scene with Klugeluger and the police chief. Klugeluger. Klugeluger, the motherfucker. (laughs) Klugeluger. um, (laughs) It's so funny. It's like a Simpsons sketch. 
Oh yeah. Like this is hilarious. He's literally like, uh, what, what does he say? I wrote some of it down. Uh, I all I have is basics, but it's like oh, he was like, like, he's the he's greatest, the best cop ever, he's the best he, cop that's ever lived. If he if he dies, if he leaves <laughs> us, then the entire city will be in flames. Criminals will be running the streets. Life as we know <laughs> will be over if you take him off my team. Mad Max gangs will <laughs> roam the streets. Toxic <laughs> mutants will be stealing children and using them to power their death mobiles. Exactly. That's what it is. He's that good of a cop. He's that good a cop. He's like Jesus, only cooler. Yeah. He's um, like Jesus, only a cop. He's like a badass Jesus with a gun. Jesus cop. Um, fall on NBC. Yeah. So, Klugeluger is going to steal him for whatever department he has, which is hilarious because this scene means nothing because he literally gets stolen again before this happens. Everybody wants this super cop. Yep. Um, he literally walks out the door after saying, I'm going to poach him from you for whatever the thing is that I do, my varsity softball team or whatever. <laughs> That's what it was for. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we get our FBI guy, Gallagher, walking in the door, smashes a watermelon, and uh, he's like, he's like, I'm taking him. And that's it. Yep. That's, we never see Klugeluger again except in, like, the hallway. Actually, he's in two scenes. He's, like, at the end, too, but. He's just, like, kind of hanging around. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, so the guy is, Lloyd Gallagher is the one that Kyle McLaughlin is playing. Technically, we're just going to call him that because... McLaughlin? Yeah, because yeah. we don't know what his real name is. Um, and we do hear it later on. It's like Art Artor or something like that. I'm sure, it's something like that. But the, the, the alien does call him by name in the jail cell shootout near the that's end. That's right, he does. Um, and, totally not important. Right. Uh, so, Detective Beck is the super cop yep. that everybody wants because he's so hunky. Um, so, now we cut to the hospital where our Ferrari murderer guy has woken up. Uh, he's after we. <laughs> and this is also the first inkling that this is not a normal movie. Like, yes. I really like this scene for that because say you didn't know what this movie was about. And you yep. just tuned into it on TV like one night. You know what I mean? You're watching this. You're like, oh, car chase, cool. Awesome cops. All right. Then all of a sudden, this happens. You're like, yeah. whoa, what? What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I agree. It's kind of one of those things like uh, Dust Till Dawn when it turns yes. into a vampire movie. Where, where just, you know, if you didn't know that was coming, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, something like from Dust Till Dawn is so wacky that it's even, even if you expect it to be coming, you don't expect to see Los Lobos playing human <laughs> body guitars. guitars. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it does kind of take you by surprise. Yep. Um, yes. But yeah, so our, our car chase victim, who's all burnt and shot up a thousand times, just pulls all the tubes off himself, <laughs> wakes up, and I have a little bit of a problem with this scene, wakes up, pulls all the tubes off him, goes to the bed next to him, and starts puking up uh, a giant bug crawls out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Which looks incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, some Kevin Yeager awesomeness here. Mm-hmm. And goes, it's a giant parasite bug, comes out of his mouth, goes into the mouth of the other guy, the other patient in the hospital, mm-hmm. and then he drops dead after transferring this giant bug, yeah. which wakes up the other patient. Now, this is a body-swapping parasite where we come to find yes. out. That knows what's going on. He knows money. He knows how the world yep. on this works. You know what I mean? He knows... Why would he just hop into a random hospital patient? Like, wouldn't he be like, I have no idea what this guy's in for. Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like he might want to wake up and, like, wait till the nurse comes in. And then, like, it didn't seem like he was in a rush. Like, he was no. he was kept alive and on life support. It wasn't like he was going <laughs> to die out. 
It's weird. I mean, I think he was really, really beat up, and he was like, oh, shit, I just woke up. Oh, fuck, I got to get out of this right now. That could be that, too, yeah. Uh, And didn't know where he was. I think that's the only explanation for choosing somebody who just had a triple bypass. Yeah. (laughs) And also, he rides that body pretty hard, considering what that guy has gone through. He's like, all right, I'm just going to eat, like, shit tons of bacon and then go for a run. (laughs) And it's like... And it's fine. I, think, I think it would also be kind of funny if he woke up, pulled all those tubes, and grabbed the guy's chart off the bed and looked at it. He was like, uh, "Next, Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah." It, it, it's it was a bad choice, and he continues to make this bad choice because later on, you know, he's been in this body for a while, and he almost has a heart attack. You yep. see him like almost keel over from a heart attack, and he's introduced to a six-and-a-half-foot-tall bouncer who's in great physical condition, and he's like, eh, I'll stay with the nearly dead triple-bypass guy. It's like, guy... Dude, grab that this, dude. Grab this dude. <laughs> yep. This is who you want to be in for the rest of this ride. And Come we've on, learned man. that, like, you transfer super fast. Yeah, it's super <laughs> fast. I mean, if somebody's alone with him for more than 10 Less seconds... Than a minute. Yeah, yeah. It feels like, I mean, when he hits the ground... That dog is near him for, like, a second. Yep. It's very fast. Um, But that's mostly just movie magic kind of things. Um, Okay, so the doctors come in when they hear the flat line from him pulling out all the tubes, and they see that the Ferrari killer is dead on the floor, and they start trying to defibrillate the defib- defibrillate the new slug host who's on the on the other bed um this causes some sort of weird feedback loop thing with the with the defibrillator paddles and it shoots the guy across the room oh, that's right i forgot about that part <laughs> yeah and then the the slug host our new our new slug host sits up and is like eh, fuck this oh, and walks I'm back. out yep hey <laughs> yep and he takes off so a little while later uh, uh, the FBI guy Gallagher shows up while the doctor tries to explain what's going on. He can't explain it, and then we cut straight to a record store. Oh, before that, I just wanted to... The, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, we missed that line where he's in the hospital in the beginning, where the guy was, like, telling him, like, oh yeah, he deserves to die, you know what I mean? And, he's yeah, like, yeah. and the doctor's like, nobody deserves to die. And I love the line where he goes, <sighs> he did this, he killed this person, he stole six cars, most of them Ferraris. <laughs> 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 that line cracks me up, like... <laughs> He's, I love the fact he stole six cars. What kind of cars were they? Ford Escorts? Oh, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah, well, oh, he killed 12 like, people. No, there's, still still- so, there's still somebody's car, dude. <laughs> but, I think you should be concentrating on the 12 fucking stabbings. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah, whatever. But yeah, then we go to this cool record store. Oh, man. It made looks, me go to that record so store. painfully nostalgic for that type of record store. Yep. It was and, awesome. And he needs to re-up because he lost all his metal tapes from his blown-up yeah. Ferrari, so he's just pocketing more metal tapes, and <laughs> he gets caught by the uh, clerk. Just this this middle-aged dude in, like, a shitty sport coat and everything just stealing metal tapes <laughs> from this, like, hip record store yep. is so awesome. And uh, so the record store clerk accosts him for it, and he's just taking no shit, yep. <laughs> and he just beats this dude to he death. He beats the guy to death with his own club. And then steals a lot of money, because obviously he loves paying for things. And his gun, which he oh, had yeah. in, the, in the register. He had a loaded pistol in the register. Yep. Which... It's pretty extreme for a record store. <laughs> true. I mean, I, I like the fact that if he had the pistol, he went for the bat first. Yep. It's L.A. Yeah. 
it's not crazy that he had a pistol in his register. Yeah. Um, but but it's yeah. probably crazy to use that pistol in your register. So like, I'm gonna grab that bat first before yeah killing mm. somebody over freaking Molly Crute. <laughs> well, which one was it? Shout at the devil. I don't know any Molly. See, Crute if it was shout at the Jesus devil, Christ. then it's worth it. You can kill somebody. You call me on my rock and roll <laughs> lack of knowledge. Yes. Uh, okay, so so we go back to the police station and we get one of these classic the cop and the FBI agent just they'll never get along <laughs> it's like the cattleman and the farmer they'll never get along um, but and there's some weird things like oh he's only had one traffic ticket I don't do traffic tickets Whoa. Yeah. and and Kyle McLaughlin is so alien like in this like I love his demeanor in this movie it's great because he's like he's kind of like a a normal person's version of uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, I can see that. He's like, like if a sane person was Crispin Glover. <laughs> I like him quite a bit. Um, and so they, uh, he doesn't have a rap sheet long enough for him to think that he's worth his time because he's a super cop. So he's not going <laughs> to fuck around with this guy. So he angrily sits back down at his table. I love this. He's like, fuck that. I've got important things to do, like fill out paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> and he sits down at his table, slaps some paperwork on the table. Um, doing super cop filing. Fuck that. And then, uh, and then one of the other cops is like, um... You're going to have to interrupt your paperwork for a minute there, sir, because there's been a murder at the record store. Damn it. I was putting off this paperwork for weeks. I was very excited to do this. And so inside the record store, one of the cops is already interviewing a woman. Uh, the one witness who walked in right after the crime. Uh, no, the the woman who was there. Actually, well, that was weird. She was, no, she saw the one she who bumped was, into the guy leaving the store after he right, killed That him. was the lady in the weird puffy skirt. That's the witness. Right. And the cop was interviewing when he came in this woman in this long green shirt dress. No. Oh. Like when you walked in the door, it's like, it was like belted at the waist. I was looking at it and I was like, man, that thing's amazing. <laughs> I think I could make a million dollars selling schmesses. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um,. But yes, the other down at the end, they're also interviewing her and she's like, blah, blah, blah. We, uh, you know, apparently because Kyle McLaughlin was interviewing her, that pisses off Super Cop. He's like, what are you doing here? Your case is done. Get out of here. Yeah. And how do you get there so far? Oh, the Porsche. Because <laughs> he's got a fucking Porsche. I, oh, we also forgot the fact that Batty uh, stole a boombox before he left the record store. After killing the guy, he kicks out the display oh, glass and grabs right. a grabs a ghetto blaster there. Ooh, so good. So good. <laughs> um, and so they get a composite sketch of the guy from this woman, and he straight up looks like Patton Oswalt. <laughs> like, the sketch. And it's like, is that really what this guy's supposed to look like? It looked nothing like him. And then the then our FBI guy comes up, and he's like, who that guy and she's like oh, fuck it is the guy that you said earlier <laughs> god damn it and he's like just go with the photo go with the actual photo he's very uh, quick to convince yeah yeah so he was at least quick to convince here <laughs> later on when he's like i'm an alien and uh, the other guy's an alien lock him up I after just everything saw- i've seen lock him up <laughs> oh you you have a space gun and somebody takes 12 bullets and then lives and people are switching bodies Pff, fuck you lock him up lock him up <laughs> That was such a... That's so frustrating. Uh, one of the little problems I have. Near the, it's one of the, the most the thir- the third acts frustrating where turns. Get weird. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, okay. So, now, 
now that they kind of agree on this thing, they're like an unlikely buddy cop team. Yep. And so they go out to the parking lot and they're about to get into the cop's old beat up car. And he's like, let's take mine. And he steps into this fucking $200,000 Porsche. Oh, it's a beautiful car. It's, it is a beautiful car. And, uh, and he asks him how he was like driving along, <laughs> I love driving this super fast. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, you don't mind if I ask you how much this thing costs? And he's like, Nope. Nope. How much did it cost? <laughs> and he's like, don't, I don't know. know. I stole it. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Um, and then we go to the restaurant where our alien <laughs> is pigging out. And this this is this scene I love so much. Blaring he's concrete got, he's, blonde. He's got his... Oh, that's what he's playing? Okay. <laughs> he's blaring uh, metal concrete blonde on his boombox there at the diner table. And there's just this tracking shot that goes through the whole restaurant. <laughs> and it cracks me up because like... As the camera's moving and it goes on a person, that's when the person turns and is like, oh. why is that guy playing the music? You know what I mean? But like everybody's like on cue with this camera movement when you know everybody would just be staring. And like, why isn't anybody telling him to shut that off? Can you can you imagine like nobody telling you to shut down your boombox in a diner? If you just went into a diner, set your boombox on the table and just started cranking it. If I was in LA and I saw a dude that looked that sweaty and crazy and he was playing a boombox at a table in a diner, I would call the police. Yeah. I would say, this guy is asking you to start something so he can shoot you. Yep. Like, that mm, is what yeah. that whole situation felt like to me. But I love that nobody calls the police. They just kind of, like, the waitress yeah. looks over and is like, your table. Like, <sighs> I guess. Uh, Ugh, got that again. Bo- got another old man with a boombox. Yeah. Third one this week, damn yeah. it. <laughs> she doesn't care. She's seen it all, man. Um, so he eats a bunch of food cause he loves fatty foods and, and money and cars. And, uh, he starts making some sort of gurgling noises and that's when people get offended, which I loved. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he starts farting and his belly starts making gross sounds cause the body he took just had a triple bypass <laughs> and a gastrointestinal yeah. snafu something or other. Yeah. Uh, here's where he also sees we meet our mayor on the TV here. Yeah. He sees a news report uh, announcing that a mayor a, and presidential okay, he's candidate. A mayor? Yeah, something okay. like who cares? I thought he's, he was a senator, but he it senator, yeah, he's one well, of those. He's things. one of those things. He's somebody that might be president. And yes. He announces he's coming to the town to give a speech. Yep. And he's like, oh shit, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get there because I could be. I gotta that get all guy. up in that. Mm-hmm. Is what he's saying. And uh, and so he he turns down his boombox to watch that little thing for a moment, and then as he's as it's finishing up, he notices a like a it's a Ferrari. I mean, it must be a Ferrari. It is a Ferrari <laughs> driving past him, and he's like, "Oh shit! I would like to have that too." So he leaves and runs after it, and probably has a heart attack. Yeah, he just gets very winded fast. I mean, he's he's running a pudgy body that just had. Two surgeries. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I don't know how much of the... I mean, The body can, affects him because... Right, because yeah. you can shoot him a whole bunch yep. of times, and you can't shoot me a whole bunch of times and have me run after people. <laughs> I assume... Uh, I fell on a bullet really hard. <laughs> I fell on a bullet. <laughs> okay, come on in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. But he was unable to but catch surprise, the Ferrari. He can't chase. He can't catch a Ferrari on foot. <laughs> I mean, it was a surprise to me because I thought he was going to go full on crazy T two alien. Or maybe catch it at the red light. It's LA, so there's probably a light every ten yeah. feet there. <laughs> um, okay, so 
I'm just going to assume that about LA that there's traffic lights <laughs> everywhere. I've tra- never been. I don't know. <laughs> um, so he, but what is everywhere in LA is fucking expensive sports car dealerships. So he, he's out of breath and he's like, eh, fuck, I'm not going to catch that one. I guess I'm just going to walk over to this ultra high-end Lamborghini Ferrari dealership. Yep, and he sees somebody about to buy a themselves a Ferrari. Yes. And he walks up to that person, <laughs> I want this car. <laughs> it, but it wasn't even that forceful. It was, I want this car. Oh, yeah, that's It right. was I like, he was going, I want this car. <laughs> like deadpan kind of nonsense. And he's like, I'm sure you do, dear. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, we're going to go finish up our deal inside. And he gets in and he's playing around in the car while the two guys that are doing the deal are inside doing blow out of a little tiny little ceramic Ferrari. I was like, yeah, if anything proves that they did not get funding from Ferrari for this movie, it was the little little ceramic Ferrari with cocaine in it. You would think it'd be like a, it'd be like a thing. It looks like product placement. Oh yeah. But it ain't. Nope. It's a funny character trait. (laughs) This alien loves Ferraris. Why not? Um, And so he eventually does steal the cop. He's got that whole thing where he, you know, the bouncer comes out and, and then when he leaves, it is beyond obvious that this is not a Ferrari dealership because he bumps the front of the car on the street because there's such a steep little incline. Like, there would not be a supercar store with an incline like that going onto the street. You would bottom out there everything. Would just be, like the front ends of Lamborghinis exactly, laying exactly. all, over, laying all <laughs> over the street. No axle lift is going to save you yeah. from that little lip there. No, no thanks. <laughs> So, yes, they do. He does that. Um, but he he kills the poor bouncer who was just doing his job. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, so he he shoots that guy in the stomach and then. Uh, He's all about gut, sucker gut shots. He is. He loves to shoot people. I mean, it, it does make sense. It makes less sound if you shoot somebody like, you know, muffles it a little bit. Not really. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Okay. I'm, I you mean, say so. from the, listen, the times that I have point blank shot people, it's yeah, don't shoplift at Coast City. Kids. Also, don't shoplift. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, OK, <laughs> whatever. He goes in, he shoots both of the people who are, you know, who are going to buy the car, He gets the keys from them. And uh, and this is this is also how he gets to the arms factory right this is so weird he just happened to take over a guy who was an, was arms, an arms dealer, dealer. Yeah. It literally it's just like it's it's I maximum mi- overdrive i missed that i missed that the nonsense. first watch i was just like why is he at a place with tons of guns because that's and his, art? that's his apartment yeah. okay he literally looks in the guy's wallet and he's like where does he live and it's like oh okay i live here and he goes in and he's like oh this and i assume that maybe he has some part of memories when that's, he takes that's over another people, tricky thing. Like, where, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they never really talk about that. I don't and know. And how do you find a place, man, back then? Like, in the age before smartphones? Like, he pulled up the wallet and he's like, oh, he's at 76 Veranda Street, apartment C. Where how, Where would you know how to I go? I mean, is LA a grid city like New York? I've never been. So it's like, it's like this is 16th Street. And so you just go up yep. and you're like, okay, now I'm on 16th <laughs> Street. I think that some of it is, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. But that's another thing I like about this movie. It doesn't waste time yeah, with that. Cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we had to have a scene like Terminator yeah. where he went to a gun store and, you know, <laughs> shot the guy and took all the guns. No, he, just, he just happens to have a lot of guns, yep. like Maximum Overdrive, yeah. where it's just like, oh, 
the place that we're having our final standoff just turns out that there's a massive armory in the basement. <laughs> well, well. Uh, okay. So he does go home, and this is this is wonderful. He gets in there, and he's like, he looks like he's having another heart attack, and he falls on the floor. And it turns out that really what's happening is that his little weird alien tentacles are trying to come out of his veins. Now, here's a part I don't understand. Like, because he is the alien. He is that tentacle thing. Mm -hmm. But then he's, like, fighting himself. But it's like, he's dead. Like, we find out later that once you possess that body, like, that person's dead. That person's dead. So it's not like he's a person. So he's essentially trying to keep himself in and himself's trying to get out. Like... It just looks it's cool. Very, it looks great, but it's just it but doesn't it does make a lot of sense. Make a lot of sense. No, no. no I unless don't know. unless maybe it's like puking, like when you've drank too much and you're like about to vomit, but you're like trying to control it. You're like, oh no, no, yep. keep it in. Keep. I think that's maybe what would He's, make sense. Like that. I think that's it. That he's trying, like he's trying to keep himself from leaving the body. Ah, that just made sense to me enough. That analogy, like <laughs> <laughs> the body's trying to barf him out. Exactly, yeah. and he's like, oh shit, and, and I love it. Though. So a tentacle rips out of the guy's forearm and starts flapping around. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> he puts it back in and then takes shipping tape and tapes up that hole in his forearm. So good. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's even um, better now that it makes sense to me. I was I was really bothered by that until just now. Yeah, We're problem solvers here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so where the hell are we? Matt, you're fired. Matt, you're fired. Um, I have no idea where we are. I've lost myself. I've lost my notes. Uh, he goes, um, cruising in his car. He's got all the guns. That's when he starts cruising for ladies. Yes, here's something that really doesn't make sense to me. Is, he is that little squid slug. He's a slug. He should be looking at sexy slugs on the internet. Exactly. But for some reason, he's attracted to girls and he's trying to get them. Like, same same thing when he goes to the strip club, too. I mean, um, I think, so, because I've just been, like, rereading uh, Dreamcatcher, yep. which has a very similar kind of concept in it. Butt slugs. Well, the butt slugs. But they take over the bodies and they've, they're, like, from a weird alien race and they don't experience the emotions or all these other things. And they get all excited about the fact that they're like, ooh, I get to eat food for the first time. Ooh, sex. Ooh, I'm into this thing that, like, this brain is thinking about. Yeah, they have that cool visual with the file cabinet room in the brain. Right, that, right? exactly. Where you're just, like, pulling yeah, out yeah. the, looking at all the brain's files and be like, oh, I'm into this now. Like, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so, so maybe it's just that he... When he's in the person, he's like, this person was into strippers. Yep. And so I'm going to go look for strippers because this body, this brain is remembering this thing and it's giving me endorphins or whatever because I'm, in, you know, he was into this thing. So I'm but into this thing. But he wasn't. He's still in the, the, the heart guy's body. Yeah. And the heart guy and the, and he found the harem for the strip club business card in the arms dealer's wallet, right? Wait, isn't. Wait. Here's where I got confused. I thought that he was the. I thought the the body. No, that he I was think in. the guy that bought the Ferrari is the arms dealer, and I thought he stole his wallet and found us. Oh shit! That's what oh, I read. That's what I read from it. somebody else, but I missed the wallet stealing part. So like, I don't. I don't think that makes sense because then they find him because they know his name, and then they find out that he's an arms dealer. But maybe I'm fucking. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. It's not the most important thing. It's in the world, not anyway. terribly but, important either way. So, here's another thing that I thought about, um, which I would have liked to see about this movie, but I don't know if it would have been stupid. Like, I want to see the home planet of this slug thing. I want to know, and, and, and on the home planet of this slug thing, are they all, like, debaucherous? Like, they're at a slug strip club, all smoking <laughs> slug cigs and drinking slug beers, and, like, 
listening to slug metal. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you know I what I'm saying? I like, do love the idea of slug metal. Yeah, so like, imagine a whole bar. Like, <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah. What so? <clears throat> so what's his impetus to come to Earth to be debaucherous? Like, what are they? I mean, are they? Do they live outside of bodies? Are they like, or are they just parasites? That's what I want to know. I mean, I think that they're just parasites. I don't think that they have. Like, like where did he get his affinity for metal and, and girls and, and fast living? Like, as a slug. Like, like, are there other planets with cars and that's what humanoids I'm wondering. and yeah. things like that? Like, it just seems weird. And then he, he wants he does, to take yeah. over this person because he wants to be president. He's like, oh, I could be super powerful. Like, why? What's his end game, though? Like, I mean, yeah. this guy has no impulse control. So no. what's he gonna do? He's gonna just murder a bunch of people around him as president. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not. And pre- things you're are not, gonna you, go weird. You're not gonna be like first day on the job. Let's crank some metal and get some strippers at the White House. Like, like <laughs> I'm gonna murder the first person in the press corps that asks me a question <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> and then drive over them with a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, you're not even allowed to drive when you're president. I think. I, I mean. Trump got away with a lot. <laughs> As he said, he could have shot somebody on Fifth Street and probably gotten away with he it. He got to pretend drive a truck. That's true. He did. <laughs> and that's probably what would have happened. <laughs> All right. So um, in the back in the car, we get a little bit more of the backstory of Agent Cooper. Um, he's doing the he's on a revenge mission for his dead partner that's another kind of annoying thing about those movies. It's clearly that he's probably, it's clear that he knows what's up. Yes. You know, and we know that this is an alien that he's tracking. We don't totally know that he's an alien, but like, we know that he's got the backstory we need and he just keeps holding out on us. So it's like, you see, it's, it's, it's almost, it's like we get impatient along with Beck. We it's do. just like, just give us the freaking, are you an alien? Are you an alien hunter? Like, right. what are you? What's but going on? But the fact is that we already know I I actually appreciate this about the movie because there's a moment of like when we're all the way down the road we're like Mm -hmm. we're so far down the road he's seen everything this is fucking Scully in season 10 (laughs) at this point and she's like still going aliens aliens and you're like fuck you Scully (laughs) at this point. Shut the fuck up. You've seen a hundred thousand aliens, yep. 14 shape shifting Sasquatches. Get this guy a new partner. Just, <laughs> just accept that, that there's some weird shit going on. Um, and he has seen all this stuff and he's like, I'm going to lock you up. You're crazy. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, come on. <laughs> come on. But whatever. Um, okay. So the cops are still one step behind. But they figure out that he's an arms dealer. Um, and in a casual little bit of foreshadowing, just just light and delightfully subtle, uh, a police officer comes up and interrupts their conversation. And he goes, hey, look at this flamethrower. It's a flamethrower. I have a flamethrower. Anyway, um, this will never come back. There, there, is a, there is a fun fun fact, though. That was a, um added shot. After they changed the ending. Oh, nice. Yep. So That's that, that is why that seems kind of like, it was like a pickup <laughs> shot where like, shit, we need to introduce this flamethrower somehow. Yeah, you do. You really do because yep. it's a weird looking thing and it looks like it's out of some sort of like. It's totally a flamethrower you make when you were 15 and right. be like, I'm making a Contra weapon. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. not 15, but maybe I was doing that at 15, but most people would probably do that at 10. Like, <laughs> it's a Contra weapon. I was doing that at 25. Okay. So. Yeah, I was, I'm building a gun right now. Nice. <laughs> Uh, okay, so 
we go for some reason this this whole thing leads to Beck inviting Gallagher to dinner. Yeah. With his wife and his lovely daughter. And Gallagher wanders around Beck's house totally not like an alien. Uh <laughs> I am exploratory human. Yeah, he's like he's full on robot mode, walking around the house like a weirdo. And then he looks in the mirror and he kind of pokes at his eye the same way that the other alien did when he was like, is my body decaying? Hmm, okay, cool. My skin it's on not, too tight today. Yeah, <laughs> he does one of those. Um, but we basically go around where Beck is like, look at how great my life is and how much I have to live for. What an amazing thing I have. Good thing I'm not a sad alien. Anyway... Um, <laughs> But then Gallagher drinks a beer. Yeah, and uh, these aliens are lightweights. Lightweights. I mean, they're fucking, what are they, like 16 ounces of, of slug? That's if um, Gallagher is the same species. No, he's which not. Which I don't think he, he is. He is not, no. So who knows how big he is in there, or if he's even in there. He could just be a spirit. Like, he does that spirit shit at the end that yeah. I fucking hate. And we'll get to that. I'm glad they did it, but no, we'll we'll fight about that one at the end. I think it's I think it was a good choice. I'm gonna jump through that plexiglass that you're behind, just like that dog. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna bonk my head on it. You absolutely would. Uh, okay, so he's he's really drunk and he's basically giving away the game that he's an alien during yep. this conversation. It's really weird, and honestly, at this point, you should have known. Like this and after just, well, this just, conversation, yeah. you probably should have known something was really fucking weird. Yeah. And also, he drops a line about the daughter being very special. Yes. Because she sees through him instantly. Yep. Like, like he's kids seeing like animals seeing ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. Like she looks at him. She's like, "Say goodbye to the nice man," and she's like, "That's a slug. That weird <laughs> slug monster's over there." I'm not saying shit to him. <laughs> And he's like, oh, she's a perceptive little girl you got there. Uh, don't believe anything she says. Uh, um, and so that ties in later to what I think is, honest to God, one of the best endings ever. Personally, this movie? I love the ending of this movie. I think it's brilliant, personally. You hate it. This ending? This ending. This ending. Of this movie. I think is genius. All right, we'll get there. Okay. I'll let you make your case. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So. We go to the strip club scene now. Yes, we do. Which is fantastic with uh, Claudia Christian. We She's meet her. amazing. She's amazing. She's also amazing in uh, Never on Tuesday, which is an Adam Rifkin movie that needs to get on freaking hmm. streaming disc somewhat. Like, it's only on tape and it's hard to find, but if you can find Never on Tuesday... Fuck, it's good. And she's hmm. in that movie. So once I saw her pop up in this, I was just like, where have I seen her? And it was she's not Babylon 5. Everything. It was damn never on Tuesday. Everything. Yep. Sadly, I remembered her from Babylon 5. But I remembered her from Never on Tuesday. Great I don't know that her. I've ever seen the show, but I think they advertised it so much okay. on like sci-fi yep. or whatever that I was like, hey, I recognize you from commercials on the sci-fi channel. Um, But what I... <laughs> so our our alien is getting wasted in this strip club and ignoring the stripper yeah. and facing the bar. And he's leaking. He's oh. leaking. <laughs> he's, he's straight up leaking vital fluids of some description. Like, And I love the bartender doesn't call him out. He's just like, hey, buddy, you so okay? Good. You look a little pasty. Not like, you're leaking or 
You're bleeding all over the place. There's black goo yeah. coming out of your body and covering my bar. Yep. He and, say that. and I love that he's sitting with a giant bag full of guns. Big bag full of that, guns. That are open. Yep. And all the guns are just sticking out of there's his shuffle like, bag. Yep. There's just <laughs> barrels pointing out of it. It's very How clearly guns. How would you get guns. into the strip club with that? <laughs> I think this is a joke about LA in the 80s. Um, but yes, he does have a giant bag of guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was weird. I don't know if you noticed this or if it was just, it might have just been a funny lighting thing. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was supposed to be an effect on his hand. He holds up his hand and it looks yeah. like a composite shot, right? I didn't really see anything either. I think maybe he was just, it looked pale. Okay. I think maybe that was just a thing because he was bleeding. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned oh, yeah. that he had no blood. So I think he was just noticing how white his that's, hand was. Right. That's what I thought. But they too, did make it, it like you like, should really see something. Yeah. It looked like a digital composite of some sort where it was like, it looked unreal in the in the space it was occupying. Okay. I didn't notice that at all. I, okay. Uh, it could have just been me. And also. But then I watched it on Total Standard Def too. I don't know if you also, have that. So I have. I fucking smoothing on my fucking tv right now so i need uh, to figure out how to get that off there and so that might have been did you watch it, it on dvd or i watched it on dvd yeah okay so um yeah and the smoothing does make things look fully fucking weird sometimes um okay so our stripper has a g-string made out of dollar bills which i thought <laughs> was first ugly as hell but second hilarious yep and this gets our character totally into her not because of her, but because of this G-string made of monies. Oh, is that it, you think? I think so. Okay. I think that's what they were supposed, it was supposed to be. Like, that's why she had the G-string, because he loves money. But at the same time, like, he was also trying to pick up girls earlier. Yeah. So, like, I, I almost feel like they went for a gag with the money G-string, but, okay. like, killed the gag by having yeah. him cruise for tail earlier. Yeah, I agree. Um, what I do, What I do love about her is her utter disdain for the entire audience. Mm -hmm. Like, when she's up there, she looks like she fucking hates every single person who's there. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting choice, where she's not like... She just has this bitter, angry look on her face the whole time she's stripping. Yeah, the whole time she's in the movie. Actually, the whole time she's in the movie. (laughs) She looks like she is too good for this movie the whole time she's here, which is pretty great. Um, And so... uh, the cops find the find the stolen Ferrari outside. Yep. And they're like, oh shit, uh, our aliens in this strip club. And so they radio to Beck, who then wakes up Lloyd, who's apparently asleep in his house because he's he passed out because he had half he had a beer. beer. Yes. That's where he says, like, as a friend, stay away from stay alcohol. Away from alcohol. Like you had one beer and you crashed. And he does the he does the gag, which honestly I like the gag. The gag is fucking funny. I think it's adorable, and it was and the follow up was really good too. Yep. It was it was clever. The little the little Alka Seltzer gag where he doesn't know what Alka Seltzer is. Yep. He tries to eat the Alka Seltzer. He's like, "Fuck you! Put that put it in the water." And then later he gets the aspirin, and he's like, "Oh!" And then he drops it in the water. Something that like only Kyle McLaughlin could kind of sell. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a very him joke that works really well with having that dude in your movie. Um, but whatever. Uh, you know, our our guy goes to visit the stripper, and now, obviously, the stripper walks out with a bag of guns, and our alien is now the hot stripper. Yep. And he's... <laughs> our alien is wearing assless uh, an assless dress that looks like what like prince or uh, david lee yeah, roth so, would wear so, if here, they so here's a here's a fun fact i saw i i saw this on a just unsolicited shout out to a good bad flicks channel mm. on youtube 
Uh, that guy does great work. And he, he was, does. He was talking about this movie, and uh, she had lied about her breast size to get this role, and it was supposed to be like a busty stripper. So they're like, she. If you notice, when she was stripping, she never take, took her shirt right, off. Right, right. Those were prosthetic fake breasts. Oh, nice. To make her boobs look bigger on stage. So the script though was that all the cops were staring at her chest when she left, and that was what they were all distracted by. But but when she didn't have a chest. They were like, she didn't have cleavage. They were like, oh shit, we need to make something new. So they made a dress with butt cleavage so everybody could be distracted by that. And then when you actually think about this whole scene, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like the, the Oh, I have a feeling it mattered to the director. Like the bag of guns, like it would, I, I, I guess it would make sense if like they, they didn't notice the open bag of guns because the of the cleavage of like, or, the, or the boobs. Yeah. But like, but she transferred the guns to a bag that was sealed so they couldn't see any guns sticking out anyway. So they made this whole kind it's of like ass cleavage super, gag. Super suspicious, but yeah. Yeah. But so they made this whole cleavage yeah. butt gag for basically no reason. I mean, but other, she looks good in that dress. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an insane-looking dress. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, she has a wonderful butt, sure, but <laughs> my God, she looks insane. Like if you saw a person wearing that, you'd be like, that person has lost their mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do see people wearing stuff like that every now and then. <laughs> and I generally think that they've lost their mind, unless they're a Prince or David Lee Roth. Yeah. In which case, I'm like, that's that's a good look. Um, okay. Or Marilyn Manson, who we can't talk about anymore. Um, I don't want to anyway. Luckily, I never wanted to talk about him <laughs> in the first place. So I'm one up. I'm so <laughs> there's so many of those things. I'm like, oh, oh, I, oh, Matthews is canceled. Yeah. Oh, oh, damn. My least favorite place in Portland turns out to support white supremacists. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Matthews Pub in Portland. Hey. But come to Matthews House in Portland. Yeah. The He's other cool. Matthew. He is not a white supremacist. <laughs> Um, he actually lives in Westbrook. Ooh. He's actually me. Ooh, Come to my cool house in Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Westbrook doesn't smell bad anymore. That's what it should say on the sign going into Westbrook. <laughs> Guys, if you remember it from the 80s when it smelled bad, it doesn't yeah, they anymore. O- they only do the smelly stuff at the paper mill in the overnight hours now. Yeah. And sp- periodic, sporadically, yeah. instead of every minute of every day. <laughs> like yeah, it, it doesn't. Did when we were growing up. Oh my yeah. God. I remember very me clearly. Too. That Westbrook was like a no man's land because it smelled so terrible yep. from the paper mills. So, yeah. Crazy. All right. Speaking of things from not this. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this back is on track. Back on track. <laughs> I do love this. So he's like <laughs> this, this setup because we've had all of. <laughs> I love the letdown for this scene where it's like. We've had Ferraris all over the place. We've got the fucking hot Porsche. We're like, holy shit, look at this. Instantly, the second she steps out of this place, she is harassed by a dude wearing a Lamborghini jacket. And we're like, sick, we're going to get a Lamborghini Hey, I've got a, I've got a really nice car. And then the joke is that she goes to make out with him in his car. And it's like a 74 Cadillac <laughs> it's like, big boat. Yeah, it's like some sort of ridiculous, like, I don't know. It's a great car, but it's still... It's a big old Cadillac. But it's yeah. not... Certainly not a Lamborghini. No. And this scene doesn't make sense to me at all. She bangs him to death, I guess? I guess. Or was she... Uh, it's weird. I wish they I wish they had a little more clarity on this scene. I, 
BC, I wish that they would have some clarity on what was going on in the alien's head because I think that yeah, uh, I think that a lot of this stuff makes sense with that weird Stephen King thing where it's like if they're accessing like the it's unbridled id from whoever they have and yep. this guy just like these aliens when they get into humans they can't control the emotions and they're just like all of the avarice and all the like the greed and the lust and all that stuff and yep. all the bad things in humanity they just access that and they can't control it and he gets addicted to it and so like all the bad things in in a human are like a drug to these aliens okay and so that's why they can never be allowed on earth yep so I just wonder how this guy died. Like, I kind of wish they, you know what I mean, maybe she was stabbing him with something, or it just seemed like she was banging him really hard, and then all of a sudden she just, like, threw him out the car door, and he's dead with his pants down on the ground. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's it's what weird. happened. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened. That was it. She just, she banged him to death. She bangs. She bangs. She bangs. She bangs. She moves. Um, and And then right afterwards, she feels her boobs for a while. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too, and I thought, like, is that, I, I was torn here, too, because I didn't know, like, is that because he likes girls, and then all of a sudden he's kind of like that joke, like, if I had two boobs, I'd never leave the house, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And so he's like, or, is it because he's only been in men so far, and now he's like, oh, what the hell, these are weird, you know what I mean? I couldn't tell yeah. if it was like, I like the boobs, or, I, d- I think it may have been a little bit of both. I, I mean, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the meaning of that but was. But also... We learn that he's been at this for nine years. So it's like, dude, you've probably been in a girl before. So Right. All everything about it's just kinda weird and broken. Hmm. Nine years. Your time. Nine years, <laughs> yeah. Earth time. Um yeah. So finally, uh they start actually uh, a cop actually catches up to her in the muscle car that she's driving. And, uh... Oh, it wasn't a muscle car. It was just a big Cadillac boat. It wasn't? Yeah. It felt like something no. a little a little and powerful. This, this scene kind of bothered me, too, because, like, they had a wide open road, and they were constantly, like, behind the Cadillac. Like, that Porsche yes. could overtake that car. Oh, no oh, problem. Well, yes. Like, and if there's a guy shooting out the window, man, just pull up to his side and pop the tire. Like, he's trying to shoot straight from behind. Yeah. Like, but and again, mo- movie. Well, we need a movie. But, but <laughs> so, before this happens... She, she, there's regular cops that aren't our main characters that follow her and they get her to pull over and she's like, okay, I'll totally pull over. Look at my sexy body and ignore the fact that I have a massive shotgun. (laughs) And she's got this crazy sci-fi like automatic shotgun thing. And she robocops the shit out of the car and they're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And the car explodes or whatever. Oh, it doesn't explode. Mm. It just gets shot a bunch. Gets shot a bunch. Well, they pop a tire. Yeah. yeah. The cops are like, oh. But the cops <laughs> the cops don't shoot back and, like, run away or something. Well, it's like a big that. gun. They know they're taking cover behind their car door. Fair. And then when then she just... <laughs> taking cover behind their car door. Yeah. You know, and other things that will stop massive... <laughs> when you got nothing else to take That's cover true. for. It's not like dipshit when he gets shot near the end where he just gives up and doesn't die for cover or anything. That was so frustrating. <sighs> that was so frustrating. Um... Or, oh. or every dipshit that keeps shooting these people when they know that bullets don't work. <laughs> Fucking tackle this person. Yes, your your bullets are useless. Um, so, whatever. Uh, so, Beck and Gallagher finally catch up to her, and she shoots their windshield out with her sci-fi shotgun. 
Um, I don't think it's a sci-fi shotgun. Is it a real thing? Yeah, it's just like a real strong semi-automatic shotgun, I think. I've like a, or like never a big, seen something yeah. like that in real life, but maybe it is. But we're not gun guys. I am not a gun guy, so that's true. <laughs> but I don't think it was a techno weapon. I think it was just a, a really... It looked like, like, like a, a like RoboCop a, like a, weapon. Like a combat shotgun. I think it was a combat yeah. shotgun. Is that, is that a gun? It C- is. Call in if that's a gun. Well, I mean, I know I can buy one in Grand Theft. I know. And that game's realistic as fuck. <laughs> I can tell you that the first time I drove through Detroit, mm. there was a giant sign for combat shotguns no. for sale. So. Okay, that's what I think it was, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I knew. I was terrified. I was a teenager, and I was driving through Detroit, and it was like, it was absolutely the most frightening experience of my life, because uh, I was a little weeny person from a fucking farm town, and I was in Detroit, and I was like, I'm going to die. All the things I've seen in USA Up all night movies are true. And they weren't, and I was just being a weenie. Um, okay, so... Finally, because Beck can't shoot straight, he's trying to shoot out the tires yep. and he can't hit it. Uh, he's like, he's like slug aliens are much better shots. Slug aliens wheel. are fucking great. So uh, Kyle McLaughlin gets out the window and shoots out her tires and she careens into this amazing, like, fake... Uh, it's a mannequin store. Mannequins. Mannequin factory? Um, uh, you got me. Something Neptune like that. Mannequin Company. It's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so they have this cool, like, chase, uh, you know, foot chase, I mean, and, stalking the pr- and, in a, in a and mannequin. And shootout in, yeah, a, and a in shootout a mannequin in a factory. Mannequin factory. Yeah. yeah. Creepy and awesome. And just, it looks, it looks just so cool. The whole thing. So I also learned from watching videos about this that this was originally supposed to be a shoe store. <laughs> and the writer wrote it as a shoe store. And the writer changed his name on this again because he yes. was ashamed of how many changes they made. Uh, but yeah, they changed the shoe store uh-huh. to a mannequin factory. It's like, dude, you really, really, I wouldn't take my name off that. I'd be like, good suggestion. I'm going to pretend a, that I wrote this fucking mannequin factory. That's a really good suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Cinematically, I thought that shoes were cooler. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> now, nope. cool shootout of Al Bundy's shoe Ugh. store. Awesome. No, mannequin factory is <laughs> much cooler. Yep. Much cooler. Um. So, uh, now they're like, They've shot her three times at this point. Like this is where Beck starts seeing the fact that, like, oh, my bullets aren't taking this person down. I mean, but to be fair, he does shoot her in the shoulder a bunch of times. Like, she yeah, gets but she shot. doesn't care. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that that's the thing that really freaks him out. Like, I'm watching her arms explode as I hit her in the shoulder yep. and stuff, and she's just not even flinching. Yep, true. And they finally get up on the on the roof with the alien lady, and she's you know, acting completely normal and she strafes the, she strafes the cops and super cop flies off the building. He gets shot in the face. I thought like, it looked like he got like winged across his cheek or something. Uh, I couldn't quite figure out what that was, why he, or maybe he just dove for cover something. Either way, he's hanging from a pipe off the side of the building and she's coming over to like knock his fingers off or whatever. And just in the nick of time, Agent Cooper shows up behind him, behind her. And starts unloaded big time. Yep. And here's the part that bothers me. So, yeah, she he shoots her a bunch uh, and then does this cool thing where she's reaching for the gun and even shoots the gun away from her mm-hmm. by, by hitting the. That's how much of a good shot the slug is. And then he goes and saves the cop hanging off the building. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to her and starts shooting her some more and walking out. And then he pulls out his silver gun and just, like, waits for the slug to come out. You know what I mean? But, like, she's completely unarmed. And, like, t- 
tiny female body, like, dude, just tackle this fucking thing right now. But he just stands, like, far away, waiting, which gives her the time to do that cool scene where she goes, I'm not coming out yet, in a different voice, like, you hear the parasite. And she chucks herself through a sign jumping off off the roof. But that's the thing that bothers me. Like, he knows that the bullets don't stop these things. But instead of trying to rush anybody in this movie to, like, just, like, fuck even if it's not coming out. You've contained it. You've caught the body that it's in. You've stopped it. Like. Yeah. The the fact that he goes for center mass when he's, like, he can clearly shoot a gun out of someone's hand, shoot their kneecaps, shoot their elbows. Yep. And then they can't run. Yeah. You know, like, as soon as you've taken them out, like, so that they're literally the body can't move move anymore. If the knees are bending backwards. No amount of alien nonsense is going to keep them yeah. from just laying there on the ground going, oh, shit, this yep. hurts. You know, and so instead he does. He, like, goes full on center mass. And we also see that, like, shooting him in the head is a bigger deal than shooting them in the rest of the kind body. Kind of, but it still doesn't even make them stop. Still doesn't. <laughs> but it is. But it clearly does slow them down a lot more than shooting them in the chest or the shoulders. It makes your aim all wonky with a rocket launcher for sure. <laughs> <laughs> screw up your rocket launcher aim. Um, yes. But she does. She's like... But, and also, this thing with the fucking gun is annoying, too. Because he's like... Later on, we learn that his magic alien gun can't kill humans. Because yeah. they're not made out of the same thing. Guy... He's still made out of the same shit when he's inside a fucking human. He's not made out of human when he's inside a human. Yeah. Why doesn't it just blow him up inside the human? Because it doesn't touch him. Because, oh. It needs to actually physically touch him. And you can't see the slug when he's in the human body. It uh, it works for walls. It can sure blow up a wall. I was like, man. <laughs> you'd better be real confident that there's nothing inside that body. When he does the, like, no, it can't hurt humans, I was hoping that it would be like, oh, I hope he didn't eat a sandwich earlier and his stomach explodes. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, right, right. If you had food anywhere oh, in your yeah, system, that's going to explode. really reacts weird to bologna. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's so weird <laughs> but uh, he was very confident like it only kills slugs and disintegrates bloating <laughs> but like his fillings all explode yeah, in his yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, or yeah. something <laughs> like oh by the way I have an artificial hip ah oh! <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> so I wish you had told me about that artificial hip you know in my nine years of this gun's party trick uh, it's <laughs> never happened <laughs> oh, I t- totally didn't know that humans did that kind of stuff sorry about that um <laughs> Not much I can do about that. But she jumps off the building, falls, splats on the ground, and uh, and they're like, okay, we got to go get to her real fast, but not as fast as a local a local dog. No, it's the police commissioner pulls up, and his dog hops out of the car <laughs> and instantly runs for the corpse around the corner that the dog can't see. It smells it's, like delicious it's meat. Very, it's very contrived this whole scene maybe the like, dog just has a taste for human flesh you see that's something they should have set up earlier see this would have worked this would have worked if it was a random dog like she fell and a like a stray dog was sitting yeah. there and be like huh and walked up to her but like yeah they make it so the police chief comes out <laughs> to answer the call in the middle of the night he's just taking his dog with him for some reason <laughs> and the dog just hops yeah. out and runs but uh long story short <laughs> the alien slug now transfers itself into a dog which is fucking awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> and like who I don't care what your name is. You never saw that coming. No. You didn't see this alien no. taking over a cop's dog. <laughs> I mean, you saw it coming as soon as you saw the dog. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, you, you certainly, like, it, at the beginning of this movie, you were not like, boy, this is going to turn into a dog body swapping movie. Yeah. 
Um, but it does. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And the whole point, the thing is that it works too well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's there's it's too convenient that it's the chief of police's dog or, you know, the commissioner's dog. Yeah. Because then it's like, aha, I can take him over and then I'll be right there for the, the other thing that I want to do. And it's yep. like... I would have, honestly, I would have liked it better if it was a random dog because he already jumps through a fucking window to get to him. Yeah. It's like if it had just been a stray dog and the stray dog followed the police commissioner home. Yep. Perfect. I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to be his dog. That's a weird choice. It is a weird choice, and I think it sped things up, though. I think we didn't have to get introduced to a weird dog. We didn't have to have the scene of a dog following it. It just... I, true, it but I mean... to speed it but, up. But yeah, it's, it's, more, it's so absurd when you think about it. I mean, I guess... I guess they were all following her and, you know, there'd been this big shootout and I guess it would make sense that he was there yep. in time. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'll give With it to With the family him. dog. With the family dog. <laughs> he brings to all of his crime scenes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Please, we need you here in five minutes. I'll, I'll be there in ten. I just need to swing home and grab the pooch. <laughs> Again, I will... Look, I, ever since I saw Turner and Hooch, I just don't go anywhere without my dog. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but again, dog driving a car. That Absolutely would have been, great. Would have been yeah. great. Just dog talking. <laughs> dog talking. Uh, okay, so we go back to the commissioner's house, and he's about to eat something out of the refrigerator when the dog jumps through the window of the door. Spilling tomatoes and Twinkies everywhere. Everywhere. Twinkies all over the place. And Another scene I thought kind of weird. Like, why do you have to wait so long, like, or attack the guy even? Like, it was late at night. Like, I was probably just going to go to bed. Then he could just be like, boop, transfer now. <laughs> I don't know. Everything has to be a little bit more cinematic. More, a little more extra in this yeah, movie. The, yeah, I love the fact that everything is a little bit more yep. extra. It's like the dog could have just walked into his bedroom and taken him over. Yep. But instead, I'm gonna jump through the kitchen window, through a fucking window, <laughs> and then knocks him over while he's getting a bumps midnight his, snack. Yeah, pushes like, him into the fridge, which knocks him out when he bumps his head on the freezer. <laughs> I mean, and that is the other thing is that these people do need to be subdued, subdued somehow, a little like. Bit. I mean, I bet he could take over something living alive. I bet he. Could oh, he just, can. I mean, he took over the stripper, does. but I mean, right. he restrained her. Yeah, like the dog couldn't restrain the guy. Oh, that's true. So, like, he'd probably lose connection. Right, he could. He could like bite his throat out, but then he'd have a guy with a leaking throat, and he doesn't want that. <laughs> probably so, wouldn't stop him. Oh, sure wouldn't. <laughs> but I mean, he knocks the guy out, which helps a lot. Yep. So, managing okay. to do this exactly the way that it knocks him unconscious, and he's able to get the thing done. Eh, it kind of works. It works. Um, okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Gallagher and Beck are having a sit down, and now he's explained everything. He's like, I'm an alien. Let me tell you, the only way you can kill this thing is when it's in between bodies. And Beck's like, huh, go directly to jail. Yeah. It's like, dude. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, fine. You go to jail, and I'm going home to my loving family, who are very upset for some reason. Mm. I guess because he was in a dangerous situation. Um, so, the alien is now in the body of a police lieutenant named Masterson, um, and we cut directly to the weapons lockup, and the officer in charge finds his men in black gun, yep. and he shoots out the wall. And Masterson hears this and recognizes, like, oh, oh hey. somebody's got that alien gun that can kill me. Yeah, it's one of them things. It blows up walls and aliens. Yep. Those are the only two things that can explode. 
So Masterson goes and collects tons of guns from the evidence room that have all their ammo. Yep. <laughs> and uh, takes, uh, what, Beck hostage to go find um, our alien friend. Yeah. McLaughlin. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, is a terrible job at taking him hostage because he can't resist shooting a cop along the way, which... <laughs> The whole thing was, this was this such, was, this, this was, was bad plot crap. Yeah. This was bad, because it's like he shows up and goes to the only person who can make him, and is like, hey, let me tell you who I am. I was excited to shoot you, and I can't wait to shoot you again. He's Instead like, of like, hey, where was that guy you were with? Yeah. I'm your boss, I'm so your you boss. can obviously take me to him Fucking to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. Yeah. Killed. Yep. <laughs> just like, he is bad at being, I mean, he is... He is the alien equivalent of like a complete maniac. Yep. And so, it, maybe that's again, part of it. Part of it is that he it does kind of track. Can't even resist just shooting a cop. Like right. You know, he's just such a fucking maniac. He can't resist maniac. popping people. Yeah. Which yeah, it tracks it. So, uh, so he's like, oh shit, look at that. Looks like this guy is actually an alien. McLaughlin was not lying about this. Oh shit. So he goes down and frees our nice alien. Yep. Um, and he has stuffed the uh, the ray gun. In he, his stole his, he stole his man in black gun, which I find funny that he puts in the front of his belt like a normal gun, even though it's small enough to just fit in your damn pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think it's funny that if that gun can blow up walls and things that he never used it until now. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I couldn't have blown up her car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could. It only works on walls. <laughs> it only but... works on walls. <laughs> if only there was a wall inside her car. <laughs> um, so Masterson shows up, and he has one of those grenades that can blow up a steel cell door. Yep. And uh, he does it, and it just falls in like a music video. Mm. Like Lemmy kicking in the door in a fucking Motorhead <laughs> video. And uh, he does a villain speech about... You were not much different, you and I. We could take over this world together. Join me, and there's nothing they could do to stop us. Um, and now Beck's like, oh, so you're an alien too, huh? Oh, no, oh. he gets it. Oh, I get it. Oh, and Danny Trejo pops up for <laughs> a line. Danny Trejo shows up, says a line, and gets shot. Says, hey, what kind of dude are you? And then he gets shot. <laughs> Hey, hippie, what kind of dude are you? Yeah. Or, hey, dude, what kind of hippie are you? No, One hey, hippie, two. what kind of dude are you? <laughs> what kind of dude are you? Uh, boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's a question I ask people all the time. What kind of <laughs> dude. dude are you? <laughs> just just the normal kind of questions normal humans ask. Um, so it switches bodies again, and now it's in Beck's partner. Yep. Um, and clearly he's headed to go get the senator. Yep. This moment where he was going to shoot them with a giant grenade launcher. That is awesome. <laughs> he's just about to shoot a grenade launcher at him, but Beck pops him in the head with a headshot. He's like, ow, and spins and shoots out the wall of the prison. <laughs> Loved it. Pretty good. And the effect was great. It did. Everything, all the effects. All the effects in the movie are Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Uh, so there, it's a big race to get to the press conference where this mayor, senator, whatever he is, uh, He's he's going to be president, so it's really important. So And Lin Shea shows up. Yep. <laughs> and he's literally made the second he walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no moment of him having any kind of disguise. They're like, he walks in, and they're like, oh, hey, you're wanted. Yep. And he's like, oh, shit, and just starts shooting. Boom, boom, co- boom, boom, boom. Like, ten seconds in, he starts shooting cops. Yep. Um, 
he gets shot about six times, but he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, he just keeps heading towards the senator. Uh, Beck shoots him a bunch of times until he finally runs out of bullets. Yeah, and this is a scene that I hated. So, yeah, he shoots him, runs out of bullets, and then instead of just like, oh, shit, and diving behind something, yeah. he just gives up. He puts his hands in the air like... He uh, throws himself on the mercy, mercy of the homicidal alien that has been shown to be nothing but, like, unforgiving and murderous. And he wins him over. And he wins him over, and they make out. Just kidding. The alien totally shoots him. Yeah, he just shoots him. <laughs> of course he does. But more than that, it's such an out of it's such an out of character thing. The rest of the movie, he's always behind cover. He's always like, yeah. he's shooting from cover. He's being very conservative about the way that That's he what I'm approaches. Saying. He would have dove behind that counter. There and was even cover there. He could dive behind, cover. but he didn't. He just like froze just and put his hands up. Like, uh... I mean, listen, we're playing Monday morning quarterback here. Yeah. I have never had to go after an alien in this kind of situation. No, I but don't he's know. been 13 years on homicide, man. Yeah. This guy's, he's seen some crazy he's shit. He's a super cop. He's a super cop who would die for cover. Yeah, he would die for cover. Yeah, I found that very out of out of character. Um, So he does get shot, and, you know, Kyle McLaughlin goes and holds him, and he's like, oh, no, you're going to make it. <laughs> or whatever. No, he doesn't do that because he's an alien, so he yep. doesn't have that kind of emotional range. Um, So... Gallagher goes back and then comes back and it turns out that he's gone to grab a duffel bag. <laughs> uh, he shows up. He's like, oh, hey, I just got some stuff to do. And he's like, um, what's in the bag? And he's like, eh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he just shoves the guy out of the way who, of course, shoots him. But he's an alien, so it doesn't do much. Oh, we jumped the part that the senator is now the alien. Now. Right, yes, yeah, sorry. He has gotten to the senator, and he is the senator, who is announcing a presidential bid at yep. this speech. At this speech. And McLaughlin's like, I gotta fucking stop him now. Yes. We don't want this alien to be president. No. Um, and so, uh, he, he just runs at the senator, who is up on stage, and who basically, like, who pushes uh, Nightmare on Elm Street conjuring lady out of the way and is like, no, I am actually going to announce my bid for presidency tonight. I would like to be, be president, president, he says. <laughs> yeah, I would like to be president. I would like to be president. Uh, and everybody's like, yay, hooray! And they barely notice that Kyle McLaughlin's running at him with a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> and he straight up cooks the alien uh, until the slug pops out of his mouth and then he shoots it with the magic gun. It explodes into a bajillion pieces and he's dead. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh. Okay, maybe that was the right thing okay. to do. Okay, <laughs> now I don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so they just send him to the hospital. And apparently they forgive him for killing the senator. Because he's able to just walk around in the hospital with no guards. he's got no guards. Yeah. And he's been shot a thousand times. He's been shot a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, they they don't care because he's an alien, and they're like, oh, wh- oh, it turns out he was an alien, so you're well, they don't free know to go. That. <laughs> or they, I mean, should know that they saw a slug. <laughs> they saw a the- ray gun shoot a slug. <laughs> <laughs> they did see that. I, like there'd be men in black. Exactly. Area, that all over been, that hospital. That yeah. would have been a full-on government cover-up. So but here's the instead, part. It's not. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk no, about how please. great this ending is. No, you, you, tell, you go first. No, you tell me what you don't like. What I don't like is Beck is in the hospital and he's pretty much dead yep. from him getting shot. 
And that's when Gallagher comes up and breathes. He's not pretty much dead. He is dead. He is dead. He literally walks over and he's about to die. And then... Until Gallagher transfers himself into yes. him. Uh, not like a slug, but right. with, with magic pixie dust. Because he's, his a different, species is. Right. he's a different species. Yep. So he travels by magic pixie dust. And now Beck is Gallagher. Yes. And Beck's family is so grateful that Beck woke up. Yes. But it's like, that's not Beck anymore. No, it's not. So you tell me this alien now is just gonna go pretend he's this guy and go yeah bang this girl and raise this daughter no. like no it's not and things are that's what I love about this ending because it's not that if it was if they had not set up that daughter earlier on yep this would have been a creepy ass like oh this is like a non consensual relationship that's you're what about I'm to thinking. enter oh, into this is gonna but, be a weird thing but the daughter instantly makes him instantly she's like oh aren't you glad your daddy woke up and then he like puts his hand out and she looks at him and she's like who the fuck is Daddy's this Daddy's gonna fuck her up for and life and that is the end of the movie and yeah. it is crazy okay so that is gonna lead to years of therapy uh, for her she is going yes. to try telling the mom that that's not really yep. your husband like, oh yeah that's just weird too yup <laughs> the original ending <laughs> Uh, was him just assuming presidency. Did you know that? No. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be the end. He finally got the thing and, I want to be president. And that was going to be the ambiguous ending right there. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's... <laughs> I love the idea. He's not capable of, like, full sentences most of the time. No. <laughs> and so I love the idea of him at debates. It would be definitely that, like, Kang and Kodos kind of dialogue. I, I want s- to be president. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I mean that we kind of just went we through just that. We just fucking went through that. I know, it's hard. Like hard not to get political here, but yeah, we it's we, hard we, we, to... so, we we just saw four years of a president that can't make complete sentences. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's true. So that's fucked up. Oh God. So that was what our real life was like, and uh, now we're paying for it. <laughs> Crap. But I loved it. I thought that. Yes, I, I, I think that movie. ending is. I think it is. Okay, I didn't weird. even I didn't even put the connection together that the girl would know that. So that changes yeah, and that's the ending to me. I thought it was just gonna go like, oh, right. I'm fine now. No, new family that we, I could pretend I've known you forever. Yeah, and that's <laughs> I just thought that was such an incredibly smart thing to do. That is like, it seemed out of place to do something that is that ambiguous and that weird mm-hmm. with the daughter to be like oh, she's very perceptive because she makes the fact that he's a fucking alien when they're having dinner before anybody even sees anything suspicious. She looks at him and is like, something's wrong. And then she makes the same fucking face when he comes to as the dad. She's not like, oh, daddy, I'm so happy to see you. She just goes, oh. Oh, slug daddy. (laughs) And she's got a weird like, huh, this slug person wants to talk to me. I don't like that. I fucking love it. Love it, love it. But does it still work, even though they're different? Oh, wait, no, never mind. I'm, I mean... I second-guess myself. No, no, no. I mean, she because, yeah, he's the same... It's the same person. Yeah, I was thinking, like, it's like species right. pixie dust, and I realized it was the same. No, he's yeah. the same yep, yep, pixie yep. dust person. Pixie person. Pixie person, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely agree that it is weird that... They, there was a moment when I was kind of mad that they didn't explain... I mean, I knew exactly what was going on, so I don't know why I'm I'm mad about this, but it, it feels like he could have been doing anything. 
it's so ambiguous that, you know, because of the fact that he transfers magic pixie dust into the guy's mouth, you could say that he's a fucking E.T. alien, and he's like, I'm giving you the last of my of my energy to come yeah. back to life, and that's really the dad, because you don't know. And you can totally think that, too. Which You I, could. I, I, and so it's ambiguous in that way, too. Yep. You know, it could be that he is a slug, and he did literally just give him the rest of his life energy and drop dead. Yep. That is that is entirely a po- like that is a possible read because they haven't given us anything to go on as to what the glowing pixie dust is. Yep. We never saw him do it any that's, other. That's kind of one of those things. I, I I wish we had more backstory, but at the same time, I don't feel it's necessary. It's one of those things where it's like. Yeah. I would have liked to see like why these guys were fighting in the first place or why this alien hated this alien, you know what I mean? Like or yeah. how they got here in the first place, why they got here in the first I place. I think Night of the Creeps tells us that we don't need that kind of information. But we get that cool little puppet in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's I and I just these... I still want to see the slug strip bar back on Slug Planet. <laughs> Slugulon six. Yeah. Yeah, planning a vacation to Earth. <laughs> Gonna take over some people, hit the clubs. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, I I definitely agree that I wish there was more about who they were. Mm-hmm. That would be something that I want to know. Like if I was expanding this for part two, yeah, that would be part of it. Would be expanding the reason that these things go like that Earth is off limits because of the fact that we're like drugs to these things and it makes them crazy and they get addicted and blah, blah, blah. Like they're allowed to act as parasites anywhere else in the world and they can do this thing where they take over and they're just, they're like helpful bacteria that live inside these other animals. But they grow huge inside humans and they go insane, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Like that would be a fun, that would be a fun little twist on this idea. But instead we're just kind of like, Oh, this guy is just a bad slug. Yep. And so he likes to do... He's the baddest slug in the galaxy. <laughs> I mean, it would have been terrible if he was like, I like to do bad slug stuff. And it's like they show up and he's on Earth and he's ruining somebody's garden. <laughs> 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 That's right. I'm eating all your tulips, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a bad slug. I'm going to go blow up your greenhouse next. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I mean, sure, that would be a less compelling movie than the strippers and, uh, and guns thing and Ferraris. Yep. But yeah, great. What, what a the hidden. goddamn yeah, what a great movie. What a goddamn delight. <laughs> yep. One of the best. And it is like this movie is I don't know if this movie was this movie was not before Lethal Weapon, was it? Uh I I think it was probably simultaneous because yep. I think that he turned down Yeah, Michael Norrie turned down the role in Lethal Weapon for this. To do this. Yep. And the two movies are so fucking similar. <laughs> Like they are like the the dynamic between the two characters is very similar. Tell me, there's a slug monster and lethal weapon. There is, and his name, no, it's not him. Okay, no, it's not Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson's just a racist, um, but not an actual slug monster. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Oh God, you're right. I don't know <laughs> for a fact a lot. that Mel Gibson <laughs> is not a slug monster. <laughs> Can I tell you that the moment that Mel Gibson went on his racist rant after being pulled over by the cops and then he made his comeback in a movie about a a person with a mental defect who had a badger puppet or a beaver puppet I thought that this was a Saturday Night Live sketch I have no idea what you're talking about there was a movie called The Beaver 
and Mel Gibson played someone who had an intellectual disability and had a beaver puppet. And I was like... You're making this up. Exactly! <laughs> That's what I said! This can't be real! I've never heard of this. This world cannot exist, and this is a thing that happened. Oh, God, you're still getting surprised in this day of age? There's About things? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's impossible to... This world could not be less real. Yeah. It really could not be any... Like, everything is a Simpsons bit mm-hmm. at this point in this world. I can no longer... I Nothing is real anymore. Yep. <laughs> we're not even here. God, we're just a recording. Oh my God. What happens when I hit stop? Do we stop to existing? Yeah. Just don't. We just got to keep I've got to, though. I've got to I've got to hit stop, Matt. I've got to hit stop. You know what? Before that, though, I've got to tell people to shop at CoastCityComics.com. You can go to CoastCityComics.com. Nothing's real. Fucking God is dead. Nothing is real. Shop at CoastCityComics.com. That's what it says. The t-shirts at Coast City Comics are real. They are. Purchase them. Purchase comics from us. Purchase things. Uh... We are a great place to buy things from, and uh, if you're a person that doesn't have a local comic shop, make us your local comic shop. We yeah. ship everything, everything comes out, we list everything on a Tuesday. Feel free to buy your weekly books from us. We're a good place. We ship them bagged and boarded and all secure, and we send fun, dumb shit in the mail, too. Yeah, it's got my stamp of approval. Yeah. Chunk. Cut chunk. And also, we're at Funbox Monster Podcast on, in, on Instagram. And you can follow me at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend on Instagram. And also, check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group for lots of fun stuff there. It is currently the Toys of Summer, is the theme of uh, August. So, uh, let's see some cool toys and tapes or any other kind of media. I don't have those. Uh, and and if you don't have any toys to show for Toys of Summer, you can get some at CoastCityComics.com. You totally or can. Or Coast City Comics, I'm on foot in, in a store mm. in Portland, Maine. In Portland, Maine. Come visit us. Come visit us before the lockdown come comes shoot, back. Come shoot a movie here, even. <laughs> Which we've done <laughs> this week. And yes. that And we're very excited to see that. To see uh, Bobby Knipe's Mom and Pop uh, documentary all about independent... Uh, Old video stores that we are a part of. It's very exciting. It was super fun uh, hanging out with Bobby and crew. That was that was a blast. Yeah, I was really happy to do that, and uh, and also I'm probably not going to watch it because I don't want to watch myself on film. But I'm really excited that it's coming out. Oh, you can tell on. me how it is. We're watching it. <laughs> okay, <You> fine. <laughs> all right, and uh, that's all. I'm going to go hide now because I am the hidden. You are the hidden. The titular. The titular. Good night, everybody. Peace.